<laughs> Welcome back to the Hoop Feeds, the only podcast currently being hosted by a Celtics fan, two Knicks fans, and is prepared at will at any moment's notice to spend too much time talking about heat culture. Well, after all that, we are so stoked to be back in the best time of the year. The tense countdown to get those taxes done in the spring is aligned just perfectly with the tension of the oncoming NBA playoffs. Tonight, we're going to be going over where teams stand, some of the biggest things that we'll be watching as the season races to the end with a little bit less than 20 games left, and the playoff picture is coming into full view. And at the same time, this MVP race is getting to be the closest we've had in years. Steven S., I feel like there's been a huge urge for you to go ahead and give us a take on the MVP race and your feelings on that. Want to open up with that tonight? Yeah, I, clamoring. I, I randomly got yeah. really mad. <laughs> I couldn't get home from work today. People were like, tell us. <laughs> I got really mad the other day just thinking about this for some reason. I don't know what the situation was. I think it was just at work. And I started thinking about the MVP race. And I was getting fired up in my head. I'm like, we need to. I don't care. We need to record just so I can talk about this, and then we can talk about nonsense for the rest of the episode. I don't really care. Um, basically, I'm coming in hot and basically saying I don't think Jokic should be the MVP at all this year. Um, I think that's a very controversial opinion. I think everyone's on board with a Jokic three-peat. Um, but to me, an avid Jokic defender the past two seasons, I've been saying he should have been the MVP the last two years. Specifically last year, I thought it was incredible what he was able to do without right. MPJ, without Jamal Murray. And I think that played a huge part in why I felt he should have been the MVP. He's down two guys. He carries the Nuggets. They're the sixth seed. I think there were 14 games over 500, and he had amazing stats. Like, it, it made sense. I felt like the narrative fit and whatever. And we come into this year, and I'm not going to make a case right now for Giannis and Bede or Tatum even or Luca, whatever. That's not what this is about. It could – you could – I lean Embiid, but whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, my case is no against way. Jokic. You can, you can make the case for Giannis. It doesn't matter. That's not what this is about. Um, it's against Jokic. And it's basically just a fact of what it, what do we expect here? The case last year was it was impressive what happened when Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. and his whole team was hurt. Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray are back this year. And Jokic's stats haven't been, haven't changed. The Nuggets, yes, they're the one seed, but it's because those guys are back. If anything, Jokic is just playing the same as he has been the last two years. Meanwhile, Embiid and Giannis, they're averaging like 34, 33 points per game. Absolutely insane numbers. Actually, I did the math. Jokic's numbers have gone down this year. He's yeah. down two points per game. He's down two rebounds per yeah. game. He's up two assists per game. But again, he got his teammates back. That's going to happen. You expect his numbers to go up in that regard. And I think there's just this narrative that since his assists have just gone up to a game, he's hit this plateau of triple-double. Oh, he's averaging a triple-double. So he's better. He's been better this year. But I just don't see um, just the it factor in Jokic this year different than the past few years. He's obviously goaded. Like, he's amazing. I love the guy. But in terms of the MVP race, I just think if we made this case for him last year about him doing these things without his players, we shouldn't then be rewarding him this year when his players came back and the team is doing better, but he's doing a little bit worse. That's kind of where I'm uh, landed on this whole thing. Made me a little angry yeah. the other day. I'm curious what you guys think. This, this is really bothering you, huh? <laughs> I, not, <laughs> not that much, but like, I don't know. I just thought about it. Yeah, well, so I think like the big thing 
um, that is different this year as opposed to the last few years. Um, number one is just like the overall success of the team. Like there's a solid chance when this is all said and done that um, the Nuggets finish as the best team in the NBA. That's going to be because of how good Jokic has been and how he has been able to improve as a passer. He's, he's getting more assists a game. Um, right now, maybe you can say again to your point that maybe it's because of Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. being back and fully ready to go. Um, my my counter to your point, though, would be that um, I don't know if the reason that Jokic got the MVP last year was because of just those two being uh, not able to produce at a high level. From what I remember, at least, maybe I have goldfish brain, but I thought the whole reason that he got the MVP was it was just like, well, he was the MVP the year before, and his stats are just better this year. So now right. his stats are, def- are are on the decline, but the team is flowing much more cohesively, and he's able to have like the team play at a higher level than than they were the last couple of years. And it, it's not now it's not just him, and it doesn't have to be. And he's still being able to just commandeer and lead the team to likely the best record in the NBA. Um, and it's all going to be because of him. So they're not like the, obviously like the lottery team, like they were last year with, without him on the floor. But um, I mean, even still, he, he is the engine of that entire team. And if, if they do finish with the best as the best team, in the West or the best team, in the NBA, it, it's going to be only because of him. I can, I can really be okay with him being a three, uh, three time in a row winning MVP as well because I think I'm actually also seeing other facets of his game go up. I feel like I'm seeing him like sack up on defense a lot for the first time in his career, and he's getting pointer just for like that being a new part of his game. He was never bad defensively, but I feel like he's he the narrative is also now. But I feel like become like oh look at like the little things he does like on the court and how he makes everyone around him better. I feel like I actually yeah I think like I also didn't see him missing Murray and, like, his team being bad. But look at all the stats he's putting up. Like, I don't, I don't think any one of his MVPs was, like, a Russ type of MVP. I think it's just that he was, like, transcendent and, like, just kind of, like, unlike a diff- different type of player that the NBA has seen in a while. And now that, the, like, Denver has become, like, so fantastic in the West and, again, they could end up being the best team in the NBA, I think that's how he'll get it. And I think what could also land him this, like, like historic – third in a row is I think there's a lot bigger holes you can poke in the other candidates. I, I I think there's a really strong case to be made for Giannis and a strong case to be made for Joel, but I think you can poke holes in both of theirs more than you can poke a hole in Jokic. He just has a clean record and in like a load management heavy NBA, when you just play a full through season, I think that looks really good to the voters. Yeah, I see. I mean, I obviously see both your points. It's hard to be like, oh, fuck Jokic, the guy stinks. <laughs> Because he's obviously amazing, but um, I just yeah, I mean to po- to poke a hole in like the team performance and stuff like that. The Bucks have a better record than the Nuggets, like first yep. of all, straight up. And again, you can point to the numbers of Giannis, whatever. And two, I just think the West is exponentially worse this year than it has been specifically in the past couple of years. But obviously, like first of all, the Suns obviously they have KD now, but all year have been nowhere near as good as the one seed they were last year. The Warriors haven't been as good this year. The Grizzlies haven't been as yeah. good this year. I just, again, the Nuggets are great, and it's because of him. But I, I haven't seen, like, oh, he took this next step like he did from last season 
uh, to the year before, like we brought up Riley. He did make that leap, which I think helped him win that MVP. But just him being slightly worse this year on a better team, when I, there's, there's so many other factors into why I think the Nuggets are the number one seed in the West and have a worse record than the Bucks in the first place, I just I think cases can be made against them. That's my only thing. And it seems like people are just so, like, in the past, it's been like, oh, three-time MVP, this is such a huge thing. Like, he, I don't know. It just I think it's me. just Larry Bird has done it. Is that right? I think so, yes. Larry Bird, uh, Bill Russell, and Wilt. Three. I think it was. I think or, it was all three of those. And if there yeah, was no other deserving Wilt. candidate, I get it. He has to be a three-time MVP. But I just think there should have been this next big thing that he made in, in order for him to get there. I'm with you, man. Yeah. It's a. I that makes sense. I think if you're talking actually... strictly narrative that way. Exactly. I, I'm big for the narrative. That's, that, you I'm big you're seeing around um, podcasts, ESPN, you know, all other just like sports media outlets. Do you feel like it's just easily going to be Jokic, Steve? Do you feel like there's not even like a, like, do you feel like everyone's starting to lean towards him? I mean, as of right now, it's a big Jokic suck fest. And he's a minus 400 favorite to be the MVP. Um, something catastrophic would probably be hap- uh, need to happen. But I also, I didn't even bring this up in my case. Because uh, I've been more leaning towards Giannis, but in my uh, my Embiid case, they played and Embiid absolutely fucking destroyed him. Uh, I forgot what day it was, but it was during Rivals Week, whenever that was. And Embiid took it to him, outplayed the shit out of him, and beat him. And I don't know, that's kind of – there's a lot of different things that just – I want one of those two guys to win it. I don't care who it is. You can make a case for either. I just feel like it shouldn't be Jokic this year. And the fact that it – it's not even – if it were to be Jokic, I'd be upset. I feel like I'm more upset about how unanimously people are seeing it as Jokic for whatever reason. You so you're you're more just mad at the fact that it seems like it's going to be him no matter what. Yeah, like it should be way closer than people make it seem to be. Why are Giannis and Embiid like not not right there? Like it should be between those three. Like let's see how the season ends, and maybe it still will be. Maybe someone emerges from that uh, group to close the season. Uh, but right now it just seems like everyone's like Jokic, Jokic, the Nuggets are the best team in the West and he's averaging a triple double this season. Like that to me is such short brain. They're not really looking at the factors in it. And they're just looking at the two most eye popping things. It's Nuggets one seed Jokic first time averaging a triple double, which he's doing by literally like he's averaging exactly, I think 10 assists like that could go down point yeah. one, And then that's gone. So I don't know, just a couple minor things. Great players. It's always good. It's Five I think it's that are such a fun players. argument to make. Uh, but that's it's a lot fun. of fun. It's a, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of candidates. I feel like yes, I think it is going to be at this point either Jokic or Embiid. But it's cool that it could be Jokic and Embiid, Tatum. There was a. I think I'm not sure if it's still Luca, but I don't know. I feel like up until the All Star game, there was like four or five people that it could have been, and it's. I love to see that. Yeah, I I think it's still probably Steve is. Right on the money, where it's probably uh, Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, or um, Tatum at a four. Or Jokic, I guess, probably. Um, maybe Tatum. But again, they'd have to finish with like a substantially higher record than the Bucks, which is just going to be at this point probably impossible. Um, yeah. The other one, I, I would say, I mean, like Embiid, I, I think, again, you can probably poke holes in pretty much everyone's game. Like they've all kind of been playing around like, 50 50 games like but i mean we see that 
I mean, as great as Giannis is, like if, if it's most valuable player for your team, I mean, the team does very well without him. Like anyway, like they're just a well-oiled machine. So they're looking really how much good. do they even really need him? But again, he still feels like he's the best player in the in the league. I'm kind of with you though, and maybe this is just me being like a weird Giannis fan, but it would kind of feel weird to me if Jokic had three MVPs with more than Giannis when like I don't. I don't really think there's that many people who actually believe Jokic is the best player in the NBA over Giannis. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to me, that would be weird. No, I agree with that. And normally, there's just such this big like thing. Like it happened with Giannis, where Giannis won two, and they're like, oh, the third one, like we didn't really see enough. We're gonna give it to somebody else. And, and I, that was Jokic. It's crazy that that's just not happening for Jokic. When I think it definitely should be. It's not like he's running away with it. So it's like, why is there no? I get it. People like him, but there's just absolutely no like. Three-peat bias, which is insane because that almost always happens. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, it, it's it's going to be cool. I, I I would I still think that Jokic is probably going to clear it out. I as much as I my pick was Tatum, as much as I wanted to be Tatum, I don't I don't really see it happening, um, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I mean, maybe it should be uh somebody else, somebody that we haven't really been. Talking to talking about that much, maybe like like Dame for example. I mean, did you guys see what he did the other day? Seventy one points. I I did see yeah, that. And pretty I can't awesome. Tell if it's an honor of the. Uh, John, I know you're a big fan of the shoes. I can't tell if it's an honor of the shoes just not selling and a lot of them being kind of ugly, but his, uh, his shoes on Adidas are are currently all seventy one dollars for a flash sale in honor of a seventy one point game. If anyone wants to text me for the link, if anyone wants to DM me on Twitter. As use, people have been use, doing lately. Use promo code uh, Hooped Fiend. Hooped Fiend slash ETH. <laughs> um, no, it's it's incredible, man. And I think he just is who he is at this point. He can absolutely just go absolutely insane. As it stands, they're worse than the Los Angeles Lakers, who are a pretty bad <laughs> basketball team. They're sub 500, but uh, it's a blast to watch. Uh, that was an absolutely historic game. And yeah, I think he is. He has the most points in basketball since since the new year. That's something. What it wasn't just doing? that game. He's been going stupid. He should just leave. I'm so, like, why is he still there? It's so it's so sad. It's he crazy. Him. He's never gonna leave. Yeah, he's committed to the bit. I just want him to be like a winner. I want him to win. He's never gonna win there. Ever. And they got a they got worse at the trade deadline. <laughs> they gave up people. They gave up uh, Josh Hart. Josh Hart and GP two, who isn't playing yet, but yeah, but they got they got Steve's favorite player Thigh Thigh Bowl, so that's Fuck awesome Thibault. for them. He's actually playing well. He's playing well, and then he's spending the entire time being like, "Yeah, I hated it my time in Philly." <laughs> that's awesome. What people tend to do in the Philadelphia, if they're basketball players or just citizens. But like, Wait, damn it. When I when I think about Dame, it, you just gotta think of like how hard it is to be like an NBA superstar in that sense, because it's like it's like a tale of two cities, right? Where it's when you think about somebody like Kevin Durant, right? Like one of the best players yeah. of all time, one of the best players of like our generation. Like for sure, when his career is all said and done, what team does he actually like belong to? Who do you think is has like the yeah, greatest memories of a Kevin Durant? And and yeah, so you can be like Kevin Durant, and then on the inverse, there's Lillard, who made the Western Conference Finals once, 
Um, and at no point in his career, I don't think anybody would ever call him the best point guard in the league. Um, and weirdly just gets clowned his entire time. He's now he's in Portland about like never running away from the grind or everything just proves that like NBA fans, like just like, they'll just give you any opportunity to just like make fun of, like make fun of you at all. No one's safe. And it's not like. I mean, he's a much better player than like Bradley Beal. Like Bradley Beal's doing the same sure. thing, but he's just like a mid man. Like Lillard's like an actual real player. I I think that's like flashes of brilliance like that, uh, that that we saw last week are so cool because like, it's cool that like your team if your team has a player like that, it's just kind of cool to see. I mean, is this like too much of an overstatement? I don't. No way with the impact of culture. Because Allen Iverson was the first person to do so many things, but like, I think he'll definitely be in that echelon of best players to never win a ring, right? I think like his numbers will look the same as like Charles Barkley's numbers. I know he never made a finals or won. No way, no MVP, no MVP like AI and those guys. No MVP. Harden's got a ring. Even West, even I mean Westbrook has an MVP. Dame Dame doesn't. That's true. So maybe just one. He's like. He's the second best player to never win. You know, I think it's, like, I think it's just gonna be looked at as like what happens if that he was fun cared enough to try. Like he clearly just doesn't care enough about it. Like he, I think I think he wants to play this all high and mighty. Like I just really want to do it in Portland, but he knows it's never gonna happen. And it's I think, like um, yeah, there's gotta be some more. Like I just don't feel like moving. <laughs> like why didn't they just trade like all of those young guys for Kevin Durant? And just been like, all right, it's Damian Lord, Kevin Durant, and like we have to win the title in three years, or like the whole thing's fucked anyway. That's not a bad idea. They, they probably should have. Yeah, I don't know why we never talked about I mean, I've that. Been, I've know. been clamoring for free agents to go play with Dame. Hey, Carmelo tried. <laughs> yeah, Melo. Well, the, the biggest one I think that we got into on that trade deadline pod was. I I can't believe. Make a run at Kevin Durant. I would don't like that team anymore. Well, we can get into that, but I think the Grizzlies are a bunch of bitches. Fuck the Grizzlies, dude. They're they're so bad. Yeah, they're just bad. <laughs> they're they're gonna. I think in the West, I think they're gonna win at best. The Grizzlies are my new Warriors, and how I just come down on them. They're gonna win like a oh, playoff. So they're so they're gonna best. win the title. It sounds like. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> No, the Warriors aren't gonna win. The Warriors aren't gonna make the. They're gonna make the play in the Warriors. They're gonna slip. I disagree. That's that's fine. All um, right, all right. You're just mean. I mean we can actually. Why don't we? Why, why don't we hone in all these? Just like absolutely. I mean, maybe that could be the tone of the episode. If we just pop off as if we are in the in the hoops fiends chat saying ridiculous, stupid stuff. But I do want to shift our focus over to. Los Angeles for a minute. Do you guys want to talk about the Lakers? Is there anything to talk about the Lakers? Do you want to talk about the It's funny because in the past, like, I think we, we probably haven't recorded one of these in, like, two or three They played good basketball and, since the deadline. Well, that's the thing. It's, like, they have had the most, like, roller coaster of, like, three weeks ever. Like, it was, like, three-day span of, like, wow, this team's dead. Blow it up. Yep. And it's, like, wow, they traded for these guys that might be back. And then they – That they huge comeback win. Yeah, then I was like, oh, I don't know if it's working. And then Anthony Davis started balling out. It's like, wow, look at how these guys are clicking. And then it became a story of, like, could this team win a title? And then the next day LeBron just got hurt. And now it's like, well, they suck again. 
And he's that out for crazy. like three weeks at yeah, least. That was crazy. And now you're seeing Dennis Schroeder again on like the thumbnail for like when they're advertising a Laker game on national okay. television. That was the funniest thing whenever like LeBron and AD were out like their second year together. It should be Jared Vanderbilt. They should just have. It should they, just be. Put up a, they just put up a photo of Jared Vanderbilt though. People would be like, who the hell is this guy? They just think it's like <laughs> some intern fucking around. I don't know if I could pick him out from a lineup. If he if he walked down the street today, if you like oh. ran into him to get coffee, what, what what would you even say? I I wouldn't say anything. I don't know if I know what he looks like. <laughs> Are you Jared? <laughs> Good. I really, I, I really think you could. Or LeBron's only hope, because yeah, he seems like he's one of the only players with a pulse. But I I do like Rui and what he adds a bit. It's nuts, man. I mean, they're going to have a great face-off against, like, maybe the Blazers if the Blazers could get into the playing tournament. I think it would be sick if the Warriors dropped down to get a playing tournament rematch. That would be some fucking WWE shit. But, like, the thing is, though, it's, like, because this is, like, why I wanted to talk about them is I think, like, just yeah, emphasizing, emphasizing your point, Steve, is, like, it really did feel like for those, like, four games – where they had all the new guys and AD and LeBron all playing. It felt like right. something actually could happen. But then now LeBron got hurt, and now it's like he's out for three weeks. So it's like, oh, Davis, you got to be the one who can like at least keep keep us afloat until LeBron comes back. And then it's like, well, then now what? Like, There's, there's not a single person on planet Earth who actually thinks that Anthony Davis can – We'll play well, every single game in the rest of the season and stay happy. That's someone that, like, yeah. casual fans, like, it's crazy. You, I just feel like it's the most broken record beaten horse. Like, such a cliche, day-to-day Davis, street-closed Davis. But the funny thing is, is, like, it's, like, so true. Like, it is the one NBA meme that is just evergreen. Like, you cannot rely on him at all. Well, Zion, Zion may be taking his place. Zion you know may be funny? the street close. Like, if you look at it, it's LeBron James and Anthony Davis and, like, you know, Scottie Pippen Jr., you know, Mo Bamba, Wen Yan, Gabriel, all these crazy people. And, yeah, you, they, they traded for some stuff at the deadline. But to think about it, like, everything they gave up for Davis to win their, like, to win their title, and you do it. You make the big moves to win the title in any sport 10 out of 10 times. But they had, like, Randall and Clarkson, Alex Caruso, KCP, all these guys that were like the backbone of like a pretty, like of like a championship winning team, and they're just gone. Yeah, but inverse, I, I inverse to them. that, none of those guys have won anything. But they're they're pieces that can help you win something. I guess, I guess that's fair. I mean, the, the 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 whole the whole Anthony Davis thing was always weird because it was like they could have just waited a year and got him anyway with all the same guys. Um, but like LeBron got there, like, he was like, yeah, no, I don't exactly. want to play with any of these any of these guys. And that was like their talent that they drafted and fostered, and that's just that's the LeBron James agreement. That's what you sign up for. And I think again, they they would do this over and over again. Well, it, it's just funny to think it's like if you think about this team. Let's just say the team right now, but it's the team right now with like with LeBron and Davis playing. How many points do you think they would put up against the Lakers from the start of the season with all, with also Davis and LeBron playing, but it's like 
Pat Bev is still there. And it's like the worst group of individual basketball players. And like Russ is playing forever. Like that team was so much worse compared to what they have now. Like this new Lakers team, I actually beat them by like double digit points. Well, it feels like when you like first start like a like a dynasty team in two K, you can't you can like it feels like making any trades takes so much time and effort. Like they had to move mountains to get like a little bit better. I think they I think they made so many moves that they can now be in the play in tournament. Well, that's, well that well that's that's what is annoying is like after LeBron got hurt. Like that should have been like, all right, well, we just never talk about the Lakers again. Like, there's nothing to even mention about them. But like the West, to your point for earlier, Steve, is like the West is so close that like they're like right now they're outside of the entire playoffs, but they're only like like six games back from like the three seed or something crazy like that. Like they could Well they, they if... they're just not gonna be able to win many games though, now that LeBron's hurt. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But it's like you never know, right? Like a big injury to somebody else, and right, and maybe maybe everything kind of starts flipping. No, they're, but, four, um, they're four games out of the four seed. The, but they're the, also, if they, but if they lose four games in a row, they're the fourteenth seed. Yeah. The the ironic thing about all this, I was thinking about this today, is do you understand how screwed up it will be? if this is the year that we finally get the battle of LA in the playoffs, because I think there's a chance it could happen, but it's like both the teams that like they're most like uh, boring, at least compelling. And like falling yeah. apart by the seams. <laughs> uh, and I think guys, where they have to have absolutely everything go right. Like it could happen, but like LeBron has to go on like a 2018 type of run, his last Cavs year and just drag bodies. I just they don't need think to invent. This is like into it enough anymore. I don't know. They need to invent like a super calf they can yeah. just install into Anthony Davis. That's like <laughs> you'll just never tweak a muscle ever. They're so lucky they won that Mickey Mouse ring. <laughs> Otherwise, they'd be getting flamed for all this way, way more than they have been. I'm, I've been I've, I've broken record on this pod being like, you make that move a hundred out of a hundred times to get a title, it's worth it. But uh, it is that title. It is a Mickey Mouse one. <laughs> Hey, it's more than the Suns have, right? That's true. So, um, but I let's let's transition to talking about the the Clippers and because yeah. that that was that was our favorite player to talk about. In the Lakers was Russell Westbrook, who has now been playing for the uh, the Clippers since the All Star break. It's, um, it's been interesting. Yeah, interesting. That's a great that's a great way to. Uh, <laughs> To discuss it, well, they haven't um, won a game since he got there. That's- no, uh, yeah, I, I was gonna lead with that. <laughs> yeah, he, they're actually they're zero three in, in the games that he's, he's since he's gotten there. They, they let up one hundred and seventy five points to the Kings <laughs> in his first game there. That's one thing. Wait until they play like playoff Luca, man. Like they're gonna get killed. Yeah, I just I'm so upset because we spent so much time on that trade deadline podcast it's like oh i want him to go to miami so bad it'd be so cool i think it would work i didn't say that well, i never that's, said that. well, that's what <laughs> i said the words in our mouth, you this freak. is this is what i said and I, I think i think we all said or maybe i'm doing it again but i definitely said i think if he goes to the clippers it'd be like the worst thing in the world yeah i do remember that and yeah. i think actually i think john said that one would be good is that true john i think i did Think that a Clippers and Russ unique be nice, but I just kind of wanted him to go there to go there, but like I didn't think it would be good. Yeah, 
I think it's gonna ruin. I, I was screaming on that pod about how, how like you can't think that you can win a title with him on your team anymore. Very yeah, and it's just it's clearly evident. It's like what were they thinking? What were Paul George and Kawhi Leonard ha- like? They had meetings to discuss this. They like flew Russell Westbrook in to talk about it. And what were they talking like? How was he convincing them to like let this happen? How did this work? Because if he if Russell Westbrook might be really good on Survivor, if he's that persuasive. No, he had no say in this. I mean, I think it's just the fact that he's not incredibly far removed from winning an MVP, and you can get him for garbage. And, and like a lot of teams were just like, "Sure, we'll take a flyer on him." And I, I, I think we'll stop playing him at some point, just like the same way the Lakers did. They didn't give up a whole lot. I don't like that they don't have Reggie anymore, but he Reggie also just didn't end up being exactly what they hoped he'd be. But the, well, the, the, they're deep; they can figure it out. Well, the problem is, is that like their third best player, but after Paul George and uh, Kawhi Leonard, is like Terrence Mann. And Terrence yeah. Mann, like, pretty much just does everything Russell Westbrook does. He's just, like, younger and a little bit quicker. But, like, they can't just – they for some reason, they just can't play Terrence Mann and Russell Westbrook together. So they just don't have Terrence Mann playing as much. And he, Russell Russell just takes all his minutes. Right. And it's like – again, like, if you watch the games, like, he's not really – he hasn't been bad. Like, no. he, he's actually he's actually been way better on the Clippers so far from what I've watched than like his entire time on the Lakers this year, which is actually very interesting. But you're like you're right. It's just like it's just not working. And but like I don't know if it's just a bad string of luck or if it's just like oh yeah, like you just immediately bring in Westbrook and the team just falls apart. <laughs> it hurts me to say he should go join Dwight Howard in China. <laughs> That's like what he's asked to do. Like, I'm, I'm gonna keep it real with you, Chief. You better, better start learning Chinese, buddy. Steve, you gotta watch. You gotta watch uh, Har with Kate Blanchett because it really focuses on this wonderful composer and the career she has. And I'll spoil it a bit for you. At the end of it, she just goes has to go conduct music in China. She, she plays for the Guangdong Tigers. <laughs> she ends up balling out with the Guangdong Tigers. That's. <laughs> Russ has to be. He was at once at the top of his game, and it's just sad that that's the best thing he can do now. Yeah, I mean, I, we'll see what actually happens here. I, I do. I, I will say I'm all for the Russell Westbrook to LA thing if we do get the Battle of LA and he is able to fun, just yeah. take it at LeBron the entire time. <laughs> Chance where he could just like do what he used to do best, where he could drive and take it to the rack and, you know, drive attention off other players and kick it out to some shooters like Norman Powell, who I really like. I think Powell's been awesome on that team. There was, like, some six-man of the the year talk about him at some point. I don't know who that award's going to right now. Russell Westbrook. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, could you imagine? That was, like, some – that was some, like – media was... like bullshit when they were just like Russell Westbrook can win six man of the year. I'd like I don't think that's happening. really bad guys. Just because he's, he's just like very good. It's just because if like you ask like an idiot on the like a random person <laughs> on the street, like who's the six man? They're like, well isn't Russell Westbrook off the bench? I guess he's the six man. Yeah. It's right. like well it's like a, I don't think I don't think you can name like five other players, but well that's literally what like is wrong with that award a lot of the times. It's like uh, you know, great player now, like being a hero and just like coming off the bench. That's like, that's why I hate it when Lou Williams kept winning it. 
when uh, when Jeremy Grant. Oh no, that that's why I hate most improved player. Actually, <laughs> that's why I hate Jeremy Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Grant actually he slid into my DMs and he told me that Russell Westbrook should be a six man of the year, and I said five NBA players and he couldn't. <laughs> An idiot. <laughs> Fucking Jeremy Grant. To, uh, to end it on a little positive note for the Clippers, though, Kawhi has looked fucking awesome these yeah. last couple weeks. He looks to be almost all the way back to his normal claw form, which is, like, good. And makes I think that if they have that Kawhi, they definitely have a chance to make a run in the West, no matter how bad Russell Westbrook is. Yeah. I mean, that dude falls. I think he just wants the hoop. I mean, he hasn't really been playing a whole lot. He like, <laughs> should play basketball <laughs> in, like, two years. <laughs> If he wanted to hoop, he could have. He just didn't. Can I actually make an argument here, though, for like a minute? I was reading, someone sent me an article today talking about how there's like an epidemic in pro sports. Who's saying about the Knicks fan page? (laughs) No, this is from uh, a Twitter user named Baxter Holmes. My friend friend sent me this tweet. It wasn't Baxter Holmes. But the, the article is saying that there's a current load management debate. It's actually, it's not just rooted in science or medicine. The factor that many players now entered the NBA originally with badly broken bodies and it's overlooked by their teams over you know a two year period and maybe we're just all being too hard on Kawhi Leonard. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't really think so either, but it's a thought. <laughs> but I think yeah, when he's at his best, like I don't think he's a very complicated person. I think if he can play, like if he's playing, he is incredible. He's a very beautiful game. I love to watch him play. I have no problem with load management, but I think they should do it where like it can only be load management if you announce that your player's sitting out like 48 hours ahead of time. It so it could be it's like why and Paul George aren't playing on Sunday. And it's like, all right, well, now I know like don't put the Clippers game on ABC in the primetime game on Sunday anymore. It's not even about tickets. It's about like wasting my time. Yeah, yeah. I, but again, I just all just to tie this back is that just imagine how badly Twitter's gonna break if in the playoffs Russell Westbrook just takes off and dunks the ball on Anthony Davis. He just like starts limping around like he does. <laughs> that would be funny. It'd be awesome. Twitter would, ex- Twitter would explode. John would explode. Favorite <laughs> player dunking on least favorite player. <laughs> oh my. Don't even get him started. He might leave the podcast. <laughs> I would even, I, it'd be it'd be my best and also worst episode yet because I would just be making noises. <laughs> Holla at your boy. <laughs> How die? <laughs> it would be awesome. Oh, I think it's a, really, it's a really boring phrase, and I hate that I say this all the time. I think it's one of my favorite phrases to use on this podcast, and especially this time of year, but I think the Clippers are just a team that we're going to find out what they're made of come round one. I don't know. We, we have such a small sample size of them. They're just barely over 500. I think they were like a huge favorite of yours, Steve, before the season started. I remember in preseason pods, you were like freaking out about the Clips. Just, just like they have in the past three years. And I'm like, yeah. well, like, Kawhi's playing, man. <laughs> I think my favorite Steven Pod moment is when you were getting like galaxy brain the last postseason, and you're like, "What if Kawhi just comes back?" And I've been saving him this whole time. I'm still upset he didn't. Thought he should have. He didn't want nope. to. Yeah. He, no, because he was hurt. How was he hurt for that long? 
No, because he just... You, I, I, as a very indecisive and nervous person, I sympathize with him because I think he's really anxious and doesn't want to get like hurt again, and he just wants to be a hundred percent. All right, this podcast is going off the rails because I just I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it back to Russell Westbrook right now because I'm watching him on TV right now, and the worst thing you could say about him is that like at least he actually like tries and he like is trying to do things but like i'm watching people like eric gordon out there and like he just runs back and forth from baseline <laughs> to baseline i haven't seen him do one thing the entire night <laughs> that, uh, oh, we we have to get out of the west can we let's, let's talk about the east there's nothing else to talk about with it it's bunched up it's insane we have to bop over all right um, Steve, you want to talk about the Miami Heat? So <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go get some water, and you can talk about the Miami Heat. No, I mean, there's not really much to say about the Heat. Um, but the, I mean, obviously they bring in Kevin Love, right? Who obviously is a perfect fit in what that team is trying to do. They're just because old. he's old. Yeah, they're just old man. <laughs> because he's old. And like, <laughs> Did you see the uh the little exchange he had with Bam Adebayo on Twitter when it was announced that he was signed over there? No, what do you do? He, uh, Adam Lyle was like, man, you better make some threes. <laughs> and then Kevin Love, you better fight. He's, he's like, you better learn to uh, create space. <laughs> All right. It was like, I couldn't tell if he was like friendly, if they're just like pissed off, they actually have to play together. Yeah, I mean, obviously, earlier in the year, the Heat kind of looked dead. And yet, here they are somehow. What are they? The uh, They're the seven seed right now. They're going to pass Brooklyn because everyone's going to pass Brooklyn. So they'll probably be out of the plan by the time things are all said and done. And, I mean, it if things shape up that way, it, it would be a Philly versus Heat first round. And, you, I mean, you guys said it, even though you don't believe in the Heat at all, they would, come on, they'd put up a fight against Philly. That's just how it works. Jimmy Butler against his old team. Philly's kind of soft. We all know it. The Heat are what you could say what you want about them, but they're fucking annoying and they're pests and they're dangerous. When it comes to postseason, you don't want to play Jimmy Butler. And they're getting to that point where they're Bill Simmons calls them zombies, and I like the analogy. They really are that type of team, and you wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. You could say it. You're not scared as a Celtics fan of them, but they took you to seven last year. Jimmy Butler's shot goes in and you lose. I know I wouldn't want to play them. I don't I would not want to play them. Even though I don't think they're I, even though I think they're bad, I don't want to play them. No, can I, can I oh, as a not I I like the Celtics. I love there's a lot of the players in the Celtics are some of my favorite players in the league. You'll beat them in five if it's 2 7, dude. Well, you, you know what? This is actually going to be very ironic. Really that makes me feel good that John is that. Ah, yeah, no. <laughs> so rude. Well, this is, a, this is very ironic because you know what team is the equivalent of them to me right now? Is like the early 2010s Baltimore Ravens because it's just like. They're so boring. Their <laughs> offense sucks. Joe Flacco. And yet for some reason, and just for some reason, they're just like hanging around and they're just making the playoffs. And like their defense is just like unreal and is able to get them everywhere. And it's like, I would rather like eat paint than watch this team. <laughs> Rob, what are some... they doing in the in the championship game? Give me some player comps between the 2010s Ravens and this current heat. Uh oh, that's that's a good one. Um, I'm gonna go with Gabe Vincent is Anquan Bolden. <laughs> Joe Flacco's yeah. got to be Jimmy Butler. Yeah, people yeah. always like top ten or not. 
people like actually it. actually Joe Joe Flacco is Duncan Robinson because he oh, had actually. one amazing he had one amazing playoff run and then just sucked for the rest of his career. <laughs> no, that's different. I like Jimmy. Joe Flacco's always good in the playoffs. That's why he's Jimmy because he elevates his game in the playoffs. I don't know about that one, but we wait. We cannot talk about the Baltimore Ravens. I would rather I'd rather talk about the maybe Heat than that. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, something I find are, fascinating. What's the reason for optimism? I know they were like dead in the water in the oh, first half. I mean, realistically, there's no reason they, for optimism. They have been better, but they've also like have been like their last five have been bad. Like they haven't really been winning like lately. I guess you're just excited with the Kevin Love trade. No, there's zero reason for actual optimism. It's literally just what we're talking about. It's just about. that the playoffs are around the it's, corner. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. And once you get there, they're a team you just have to be afraid of. That's just how it works. I am personally not, and I would love to face them over the Cavs, if that's possible. If we could, like, get to the three and the Heat become the six, that'd be sick. See, I, I would want no part of them, personally. That's just how I feel about them. I think a guy like Jimmy Butler – Honestly, scares me way more than a guy. Well, Donovan scares me. Donovan, so good in the playoffs, man. But the Cavs don't have anyone else in the playoffs. As I'm the Cavs guy, Donovan scares me, but they don't have anybody else. Who I'm like, oh, this guy like might be a problem in the playoffs. They don't have anyone with experience like that. The Heat are just there every single year. Nothing new. And I don't know. Obviously, I like them, but I find something fascinating too in their boringness that Riley brings up. It's almost like those those NFL games that were, like, earlier in the season that ended, like, 6-3. It was, like, what was that overtime game? I think it was, like, the Colts versus someone else, and it was literally the single worst football game of all time. But I find so much fun in the pain, so in, in the, the mediocrity of it. And I think it's the same thing with the Heat. They just piss so many people off, and they're so bad, and they're so annoying, and they're so obnoxious, and I thrive on it. And I just, like, the, the thought of them beating somebody's favorite team in the playoffs to me is just so awesome. Would you like that if they beat the Celtics? Oh, I thought I would think it would be the best day of my life <laughs> if they beat the Celtics in the playoffs. I don't know. I don't know. What once because they only been once, right? Hey, Jimmy Butler's shot goes in, they lose. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, you're right, but I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what I would do about that. <laughs> that they were boring last year. I can't name one fun heat moment from last year. Anybody, <laughs> anybody had. It was they, just to buy Harris over me. That was. That's the only funny moment that they had to buy Harris over me. There was that fight. Me. There was that fight where they all like fought Spolstra. Do you remember that? Oh, when, yeah, when they that all, when the they all fought each thing. other. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Well, was like, oh, is he dead? When Udonis Haslam was like, "I'll beat your ass to Jimmy Butler," that was awesome. Well, the clip did leak. It was like before Udonis and um and Jimmy fought. Like Jimmy was yelling at Spolstra, and Spolstra was like through the clipboard. He's like, "Well, dude, what do you want to do? Do you want to go out and fight me?" He's like, "What?" Because Jimmy was just getting like so riled up and out of pocket. Spolstra was like. Are you actually looking to like get physical? He's like, what do you, you want? want? You think I'm gonna fucking fight you? That's what he said. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, you think I'm trying to fucking fight you, Jim Bob? <laughs> Jim Bob. Jim Bob. He's, he's just always there. It's Jim Bob, dude. He's gonna give it to you in the playoffs. It's scary. Oh, uh, Jesus. I, well, we'll we'll monitor the situation. I'm sure we'll definitely have one or of course one or two more pods for the playoffs. Uh, and we'll check in on the heat. I'm definitely gonna thumbtack that one. Uh, it I, is have, I, I have yep. two cigars ready. I have one for 
when the Miami Heat lose in the playoffs and one for when the 76ers lose in the playoffs. I can't, and I guess I'll, I can get one for the Lakers later, I guess. You get one for the Celtics, man. They, they could be good. Like winning. Well, we'll see. We'll you're see. Like, you're like, John, please don't root for the Celtics this, yeah. this season. <laughs> Do me a favor. All right. I'm going to kind of use that as a transition. This wasn't on tap for what we need to talk about. But, dude, the fucking Milwaukee Bucks are so, so good. And I don't so good. Want, I don't want to use this time to talk about Giannis because we kind of already did. Drew no, Holiday and Brooke Lopez are, like, playing better than they have in their entire careers. Chris Middleton hasn't even showed up. And they walk, they've won 16 games in a row. They're bringing in Goran Dragic, who, you know, has a heat culture in him. He has that guy you'd want in the playoffs. They have all these fucking guys. Jake Crowder. Crowder. Like, oh, my God. I am so – I'm getting to the point where I'm almost so confident they're going to win the NBA title that it's bad. No, no, they look really, really good. It it is crazy. I'm I'm with you. They look awesome. Brooke Lopez looks twenty one years John, you just saw them up close and personal. What what anything you noticed about them when you were watching the uh the Bucks this week? They got lineups, man. That team is versatile. They can play. They got, they got shooters. <laughs> they're ready to gun you down. Uh no, they're just incredibly versatile. I think they play an electric form of basketball, even when Giannis is not on the court. And that's that's really crazy to see. I was really not thinking about Chris Middleton for a long time, which felt good. And then I saw him, like, live. So I was like, oh, there's Chris Middleton. And he was knocking down shots. Bobby Portis, Joe Ingles. Like, this team is so awesome. It's crazy. There was AJ one... Green, the Bengals <laughs> wide receiver. Yeah, they brought him in. <laughs> Myers Leonard. <laughs> I'm telling you, Myers Leonard's on the bench. Let's see what we get out of him. He was exciting at one point in time on the Heat. Heat culture, we, right? We don't, we don't need to see anything more from him anymore. <laughs> I think we know what we need to know about Myers Leonard. I, I actually really – I didn't know until tonight that he was on the Bucks until I'm, I'm looking at the roster right now. I thought you were about to say, I actually really like him. <laughs> I actually really <laughs> – I yeah, I'm getting really, really, really like confident in the rematch of a Bucks Suns finals that it's like unhealthy. And obviously, as the guy who's been up and down on the Bucks many, many times throughout the years of doing this podcast, this is the highest I've ever been on them. And it's literally not even to do with Giannis. That's what's crazy. Are you yeah. ready to become Bucks fiends yet again? Well, that's the thing. I can't. Interesting. Riley can't. Yeah. But we need a Celtics Bucks rematch. I want that. I it was so that. great in the playoffs last year, and I think it'll be even better because both teams got so much better. Yeah, I think they're by far. Listen, say what you want about the Nuggets, but those are the two best teams in the NBA in my mind. I agree. I agree. And yeah, uh, I I think I do want to talk talk a little bit more about Drew Holiday because I think we yeah, always do talk about him. I, I love him. He is due to like when he's locked in. He's just I, I and I, I definitely have mentioned this on the pod before, but he's one of like the only players where I'm like I can't wait to watch him on like defense, and I just like watch him like eat people up. It's awesome. What he did to Devin Booker the other night was crazy. It was great. Well, I feel like he uh, he's always gotten a lot of that defensive praise, but I feel like he's taken a step up uh, offensively. It's incredible to see how the team moves the ball around, and when he when he catches it behind the arc, it's scary. They they have they. Have, we joked about it when we first got on this topic, but they literally have shooters. I feel like anyone could catch the ball behind there. Jay Crowder hasn't been making like an incredible splash in this team yet, but playoff Jay is real. 
Um, yeah, but it's like again, that's a guy who hasn't been playing basketball for half a year, and he just walks in it and like he looks fine. Most, yeah, he looks good. He's ready to go. That's basketball. Yeah, I mean, their the their second so, unit is pretty much if they bring in Trojic, like they said, it's going to be Trojic, Jay Crowder, Joe Ingles, and Bobby Portis. Like, and I guess Chris Middleton or whatever. But if not, then it would be great. Yeah, one of the one of the starters. Like, was the- that that second unit could probably beat the Rockets. I actually hate they have Grayson Allen on that team. Maybe that is like a weak point. I think Grayson not... is okay. No, like he's fine. He's if he's like their twelfth guy, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like when it comes, if you're talking about like a nine man rotation in the playoffs, which is really what when it when it when it boils down to in playoff basketball, I think he'll just barely sneak in there as the ninth guy. I mean he starts for them though. No, I know. No, I'm just thinking like down the line. Oh yeah, yeah. What's the? At least the what they're going, Drew, Grayson. What's their five years looking like these days? AJ I'd... Green. <laughs> well, they, almost, they haven't started Chris Middleton yet. They've been doing a lot of like lineups. They never where, should again. Yeah. They've been doing a lot of lineups for that guy Carter. What's uh, who we have? Javon Carter. Carter starts. Yeah. Like their team is just oh god, Connaughton. I forgot they have Connaughton. Oh my! Yeah. He like just like, came back from an injury. They have like yeah. fourteen guys that are like really good. They have like players that we can actually like name. <laughs> Rod, do you know off top if the Celtics face them again in the regular season? Um, I I don't. I would assume they do one more time though. Let's see. They play the last or the last day of March. They do March thirtieth. Awesome. That's huge. I mean, they're just in a tier. Not just in the East, but in the NBA, well above everyone else. And then what I'm really fascinated by is that middle pack. Because right now, I feel like uh, I feel like I'm on CNN watching like like an election race. But if you look here at the fourth seed, everyone, you have the, the Cavs at 39 and 26. And then just down to like the Heat at seven, they're 33 and 30. Like that's, yeah, all right, that's only like three seeds. But still, like that pack of Knicks, Nets, Heat. I think the Nets are kind of awesome. And I do like them again. It's great whenever the Nets get rid of big players. I think they'll. I think they'll be a playing team. I think. I mean, they've lost seven of the last eight games. I don't know. I think they're. They have like fun guys, but they just they're don't gonna plot, like yeah. star talent. Yeah, well, I, th- I, th- I th- they get in over the Bulls, Pacers, and Magic. Yeah, they'll probably end up like nine or ten just because of how good they started because of. The guy, but they're gonna get smoked in that tournament. Oh, I'd rather have all of those teams in than the Nets. I'm being honest. Bridges has been fucking cool though. Yeah, I mean, I love, I love him. Well, but... I want to ask you guys because we always debate this, like you know, on and off mic. Is Bridges going crazy legit, or is it just like our 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 old saying of anyone in the NBA can score twenty if you try hard enough? It's I think he's a actually little bit good. Of both. I think it's a little bit of both. It's like he's never had like a. He's been a number one person on a team, but like he's also yeah. really talented. That, that was an interesting takeaway. So my biggest takeaway from maybe the experience on Tuesday night of Bucks Nets, I want to give a t- uh, tip of the hat to the uh, to the Barclays Center like employees and design team. They flipped it so quick. They have Mikel Bridges like giant posters everywhere, fat heads across the stadium, like all their pamphlets. So good for them for just boosting him up as their new guy so soon. Couldn't see one trace of Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving anywhere. He was, they weren't on the cups, nothing. 
was there was there a Ben Simmons poster in, in the <laughs> bathroom or something? Or it was like on like the little mints that you pee on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I like has he actually played like a minute of basketball in like two weeks? Uh let's see. Against the Knicks, he did not play. <laughs> uh, no, I feel like I feel like when Katie and Kyrie left, he's like, you know what? I think my back hurts. Yeah, and a real like a real person would just be like, all right, this is my team now. Instead, Ben's like, all right, I'm out of here. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. care. No, I mean, I think I was getting. To, I was uh, speaking with Riley earlier this week when we you know, traveled to the city to see a film. We were speaking about Ben Simmons, and I think it's just like I don't even know what to say at this point. It's just a wash. I don't. I'm not angry. It's because I think at one point it's like, what's going on? Like, I really wish this guy would just play basketball. Riley, you mentioned it, and I agree. I think the most frustrating part was with that uh Celtics net series when it was just like he's like flexing and wearing these really flashy fits and just like on the bench. But now it's just like, all right, what is actually going on? Now I'm just like confused and like hoping for the best. Yeah, I'm kind of just like I don't even care. I I still hate <laughs> Nick Claxton, so he's he's where all my ire goes to that team. From from one mid team to another, uh, the big storyline too that we have to catch up on was the firing of one of the greatest coaches of all time. Uh, what oh. did you guys thought on the whole Trey Young Hawks Nate McDonald. They're gonna plummet now. I like first of all Quinn Snyder. I thought was a good hire for them. It's obviously probably not gonna matter too much right now, but. I don't know. I I just think Trey Young. There's something off about him as a superstar. Well, it, there was like that whole report that came out that it's like everyone is saying like sources, unnamed sources, are like we're disappointed with Trey Young and how he's failed to step up to be a leader. It seems like he has no interest in changing or anything. And it it was like reminding me of like the way people were talking about. God, I don't even want to bring it up again, but like the way people were talking about like Westbrook a few years ago, where it's just like, well, he's just going to keep doing his right. thing and no one wants to listen to him. And that's like annoying. That's like the worst case. Um, yeah. And I mean, I don't even know. I don't know what, what happens at this point. Ironically, it, it's, it, I mean, Nate McMillan, what RIP to that, that guy, the one of the greatest coaches in NBA history. He, he, he had the, I think the Hawks really got in their own heads after that one like fluke run, man. Yeah, we've said like... it countless times on this pod. Well, I think they just didn't know what to do. I think yeah. I I always think about this a lot. I think we talk about this topic a lot over the years that we've been recording pods. I think we always use the Celtics as an example. It's like, do you trade pieces and just go all in? Or like what do you do with homegrown talent? And I just think they've kind of fumbled the bag with some people. Like, Herder's doing so well on the Kings, man. Why'd you do that? And I think there's, like, again, we were talking, like, what do we know really about basketball sides just being giant fans of it? But I just feel like him and DeJounte were just not a great fit. So, yeah, I think you're right, right? I think they just, like, kind of panicked after having a lot of quick success. Well, basically what happened was that they, they got to the playoffs and they played a Knicks team who, and again – I say this with no disrespect. Next team that that year was not very good, and no, we were not the, legitimately good. And then they had immediately had to go play the 76ers with Doc Rivers and Ben Simmons, who was on like the cusp of breaking, and then just officially broke down. It was no longer an NBA player after that. Um, <laughs> and I think now they're like, and then they made the Western Conference Finals, and now they're like, 
hey man, like we're we're like in the top echelon of the East, and they're nowhere close. Like, no way. And it, and I, very... I think, ironically, ironically, this is gonna sound nuts, but the coach that really should have made a big push for was maybe just ride out the year, call the season of wash and then try to get Ime Yudoka in the off season because to fucking just scream at Trey young. Yeah, exactly. Because like that was his thing was like, he took a culture that people thought was like toxic. where none of the players really accepting accountability and got them all to buy in and do it. And then say what you want about how he handled himself um, in the off season last year. But he could get players to buy in and accept accountability. And now look at like Tatum and Jalen are like actual leaders. And yeah, that's what Trey Young needs. I like that idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I do like Quinn Snyder though, but like, I think oh, yeah. that would have been awesome for them. Yeah. It, it, it's a good play. But again, I, I don't, I'm, I'm don't even care what's going on with the Hawks this year. Let's just see what they look like next year. Um, Trey, I, I, I think there's a chance that Trey is not an Atlanta Hawk next year. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded. Oh my god! Could could you imagine for what like RJ? No. Who else would have to be? Oh. In the... I think I think we would have in a uh, like hypothetical scenario where we didn't have Brunson, but it just wouldn't make sense with him and Brunson. We have one of the best point guards picking up a basketball right now. Brunson would be very young. I don't care. Oh, he is. It would be funny though to have like like. Trey Young in the garden, and then it's like everyone's booing him, and they can just get the fuck Trey Young chance back going for their own <laughs> team this yeah, time. Fuck Trey Young. We'll never stop screaming it. It feels great. We want to close things out with our knickerbockers. It's been incredible. I'm levitating. It hasn't been this much fun to keep up with the Knicks in a long time. And the vibes are just high. I think I've been sending memes and stuff where it's like side by side of someone who just wants to enjoy the season. Yes, we're not going to win the title, but it's just fun, and I'm really okay with that. I want to get frisky in the playoffs in round one. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, I we've touched on the Josh Hart trade um, a little bit earlier, but we again, we have not lost since we brought him in. I really don't think that's a coincidence. We love him as a player. He means so much, and the best part about bringing in Josh Hart means I hate to say this, but it means less minutes for RJ Barrett, who like yeah. might not be that good. <laughs> well, it's the perfect cocktail for Tom Thibodeau because he exactly. he absolutely loves veterans. He like loves that consistency. So he's like, oh, sorry, RJ. So we finish <laughs> out fourth quarters without RJ Barrett, and we keep in hard, and it's it's for the best. I think RJ needs to prove it to get that spot back, and it's sucks, but it's a bummer, man. But it's a good thing. Uh, I'm not, like, even feeling that bad about RJ this time. Like, he's just not there all that much. Like, he's playing, but... I just think he's just... He might be as who he is. Like He he might be just an okay player, which is, like, okay. But we're paying him way too much to be an okay player. Uh, But it... uh, What's the ceiling? At, at like, 11.52 on March 2nd, That's what sucks. It's, like, the past, like, three years... Josh Hart... Yeah, honestly, the past oh. few years, I'd be like, "Oh, he could be like Jalen Brown," but I always if, thought if he could be like, I don't know, he could be like Sam Hauser. <laughs> that'd be so upset. Oh my god! I really agree. I think it's looking pretty bad. I he'd be like Campbell. Marcus Smart. Can he just like not shoot anymore and just play defense? Like his defense isn't what it used to be, though. Even could he be Norm Powell? 
I think that's what it's looking like, and that's bad. Well, he's not even as good of a scorer as Norm Powell. That's... He's not as consistent, that's the thing. Could he it's be like, Gary have... Trent Jr.? No, no he can't. He can shoot as well. <laughs> Gary Trent's really good from beyond the arc, and RJ will have nights where he's like 4-10. and 10, or... No, that's really good. <laughs> really good from beyond the arc. It's a bad example. What happened to Evan Fournier? Oh, Evan he doesn't play at all. But yeah. he had one amazing game right before the trade deadline. He like RJ was hurt, and Evan came in and like cooked it. He got like close to thirty points, and then he like was like to be like Evan had that feel. He's like, great, I won't probably play more than ten minutes the rest of the year. <laughs> He's like, if you'll need me, I'm out. Over I think someone on Twitter, someone tw- on Twitter like shouted him out. They like, you're an OG. It was um, I think it was like Jamal Crawford and Evan before day was like, you have no idea how much this means. You have no idea. Uh, yeah, gonna... I think just like overshadowing what's helping like get past that RJ just hasn't been good. It's just everyone else who's gotten better. It's quickly, yeah. quickly has gotten so much better uh, over the course of the year. Mitchell Robinson's actually like great. Been a great impact. And like now that the team can actually like score the basketball, we can just right. like, having Mitchell Robinson be down there and just do what he does. And it's working. Hartenstein's been great off the bench. Thing Obi's been good in like the ten minutes he plays. Like it's just a great rotation of guys. Quentin Grimes has stepped up. It's just been great, yeah. and it just has to close out. I think the one thing that hasn't sat right with me this whole next season is just like I see things with Julius Randall all over social media. It's like everyone fucking hated this guy last year. It's crazy how things flipped on him. Uh, but I'm just so happy he's playing well. He's he's yeah. turned his career around. I I think the Randall debacle against I'm in a debacle it's really easy he's just great this year and he really struggled last year and the struggle wasn't even that bad he just wasn't as great as he was in uh in 2020 20, 21 you know I guess that's, yeah, the that's team what just stunk was. around him and it just shined yeah and like now that I think what's awesome about him is just Brunson that's why Brunson's been like the biggest thing is that he's been able to make everything better for everyone around him that's what happens when you get like a sniffingly above average point guard. I was just blown away by that that series of with Dallas against Utah. He just he gave it to Donovan Mitchell, man, and he he went toe to toe with him and he filled in for Luca. Luca didn't come in towards the end of that series, so it was huge. And I'm really excited to see what we get up to. I think we could. I think we could win a playoff round. I don't think we could go further than that, but I think we could like upset whoever we have round one. It's gonna be fun. Not even saying it's like a gay run T, but it could happen. Yeah, it definitely could. I think we could beat Philly too. As much as I like Philly, I just think anybody could beat Philly. Philly looks Philly is so funny because like some nights it's like, wow, could they really put it all together? And then some nights it looks like wow, they're right. like they're playing. They're amazing, but like they're just beatable. That's just how it's gonna be. Like yeah. they play the best they, they, they have they, high potential. They fall apart in the fourth quarter so yeah. much. And Harden's just kind of up and down. Yeah. But I I just want to close out with some uh I guess our I guess do you want your favorite thing that you're looking forward to in this last stretch to be the heat, Steve? Is that your pick? Uh no. I I, I as much as I'd love to say it, I I don't like to watch okay. them either, really. <laughs> I'll 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 enjoy them in the playoffs. But uh my the thing I'm honestly looking forward to uh the most as the season closes out. Um we got a little little bit of a taste of it last night. 
uh, Kevin Durant and his impact on the Suns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether or not I'm like going to buy in and like it or hate it or what the fuck I'm going to think about it. Uh, last night I thought it was awesome. He played well. The Suns won. Booker was awesome. I'm just really excited to see what because this. I mean, it's game changing. They might be the best team in the West if this works. So I'm really excited to see how that plays out. Yeah, I'm yeah. still I'm still vibing with the Kings. I'm, I want to see what what they end up at. Yeah. I think right now they're the, what third in the West. I doubt they stay there. But what's what's crazy to me is like besides the Nuggets, they've probably been the most consistent team in the West all year. That's like right. So like they're probably one of the only teams that are actually going to go in the playoffs with like a built-in foundation for this year. I mean, again, like. Everyone else has had like major facelifts in the in the time it's been, so we'll see how, how that shakes out. But I want to see if, if they can feel like they can build a good foundation and get a, a nice matchup against like I don't know, um, like maybe Dallas or something. I'd be interested, curious to see how, how that goes. And also, also, thank God, like we just don't have to talk about the Pelicans anymore. Like, yeah, we're done with Stucks, them. I loved them earlier in the year, but. Zion is just a joke at this point. I love the guy, but he can't. Do you, I, was, I I brought this up a little bit earlier, but do you think he is the new street clothes? It's like worse, dude. It's like worse. He never he never took off. Like Davis was consistent. Davis again. I always bring this up, and I I maybe even felt this way at one point. Davis was like such a big like he was the everyone's favorite big man and like young big man for a while. That I think a lot of people like put him over Giannis up until. You know, up until Giannis took off, like when the Lakers won that title, I think a lot of people would have picked him over him. Yeah, Zion has done nothing ever. And, exactly, and Zion's done you know nothing. So he's like, yeah, Steve, Steve, you're right. He might be worse. He might be more of a meme, and I, I hate to see him become a meme because he seems like a great guy. And he's so good when he does play. Yeah, when he yeah. actually does play, he's just so nice. But like That's again, so- like. I don't understand how there's no way you can root for Zion Williamson and be like, Yeah, like we can win the NBA finals because he just doesn't play enough. Yeah. And yeah. maybe Riley, to to go off that, Riley, it's like oh like now the Pelicans are just tied to him, but it's like if the Hawks are ready to move on from Trey, how much longer do you think the Pelicans can dedicate their time to him? I know they just gave Zion a pretty fat contract. I, I'd rather have the idea of Zion than yeah. Trey Young on my team. Well, the thing that's interesting, too, I mean, I could tell you right now, I think you guys would both agree, like, they're the 10 seed, right? If Zion does come back and, like, does play, I think they could make it out of the play-in. And then yeah. they probably could play Memphis or Sacramento. I'm not saying they're going to win, but they could put up a fight against one of those two teams. They definitely could. I mean, like, again, people were so high on them to start the year because it's one of the best players in the league when he's healthy and, like, such a deep team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm most excited to see, I guess, who fills in that bottom tier below Milwaukee and Boston in in the East. I know I think they're just always gonna be, you know, they're locked in right now. It's pretty much tied for the first seed. But I wanna see if some consistency rises to take over that second, you know, pyramid level. I feel like the Sixers are so up and down. I don't know. Maybe the Knicks keep playing, and we take that third seed, and we get to play the stinky Heat. That's what I want. That's what That'd I see. Over the Cavs. So then, who do you have to root for, Steve? I mean, I obviously root for the Knicks. I know. 
I just I'm I really want the Cavs to play the Knicks in the playoffs just because I want to hear all the New York fans boo Donovan Mitchell. I think it'll be so funny. That would be a painful series for me as well, but I'll have to get over it. The playoffs are tough when we have favorite teams and like just favorite players scattered across the league. It's tough. But how awesome would it be if the Knicks got to play the Hawks in the uh, the playoffs because they could actually just oh, beat oh, them easily, them and then they could just screen fuck Trey Young at him, yeah. and then got it would feel very like val- yeah, feel like some validation, right? Some vindication. Yeah. If we had to sweep be- them and like or sweep them or beat them in five, I think I would like have to call out of work. <laughs> it feels so good. This is great. I can't wait. I think we can definitely expect, you know, one to two more podcasts at least before tip off. <laughs> well, it's been there's like six weeks. You gotta we gotta get two we'll more. Do, we'll do two more podcasts at the very least. We very can least. expect one to two more. <laughs> well, I'm really excited. It's my favorite time of year. Yeah, you could uh catch up to everything we've got going on at Hoop Beans Pod on Twitter, Instagram. And TikTok, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, you can follow along. I'll do a size up. We'll do a fun little size up soon to catch up on a couple other things. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much what we have going on. The football fiends are dead. <laughs> there's no, there's no football. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so nothing going on there. But hopefully, we're getting into the point of free agency and tagging, and the day Lamar Jackson makes a freaking decision, and I. I may not do an episode then, or I may, or I might be dead. Who knows? Uh, so stay tuned for everything. Follow us, like I said. And until the next episode of the Hoop Beans in like a month, we'll catch you guys next time. No, before that, come on, fans. <laughs>